Jeffrey. How you doing, sir? Good. Hang on. Let me. Uh... It's the first time I've used this app and can't find the speakerphone. Okay. Oh, it's you on the Anchor app itself? Pardon? Because you didn't have to download the app. Think, no, you have to do that. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I can't use the microphone. Um, you on the Anchor app, or that's something on your end you're working on? You Say again? That's something on your end you're talking about, or the Anchor app itself you just got on? Right, I've never yet, I've signed on to the Anchor app, but there's no option for speakerphone. Okay. Hang on. Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay. Well, I'll just do it walking around. Okay. Sorry for the confusion, but it's, uh, yeah, Candy put it at 1 p.m. Mountain time. Oh, yeah, my bad. I went back through my scheduling and saw it was 3 on my end. Like, oh, wow. I don't know where I got 3.30 from. <laughs> my apologies for that. So you want Eastern then? Yes. In okay. Yeah, so it will convert. Okay. We're good. Yeah, so yes. Candy converts, just so you know, as a receiver. And Candy will convert to the guest time zone. So. But we're good. Okay. All good. Appreciate you doing it. I'm gonna play the intro. And we'll yeah. Get to it. All right, sir. Thanks for being flexible. Oh, no problem at all. All right, great. Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE. Have another great guest for you. Bruce Cardinalham, the guy in the blue shirt, coach for entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, sir. Appreciate you for doing it. Well, thanks for hosting, Jeffrey. It's my pleasure. So tell people a little bit about yourself. All right. So um, I was born in the UK in 1955. I had a pretty interesting and diverse career. And then in 1994, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri. And um, I was actually the first international transplant that my corporation made. So um, we learned the process along the way. And uh, because I'm a process guy, I think we did a pretty good job overall. So we had a few funny moments. And then since... Um, being in St. Louis, Missouri, I've worked for different corporations in different states, and now I'm uh, resettled in Tempe, Arizona, and that was a new move uh, in August of this year. And um, so nice. I'm having fun rebalancing what I do and how I do it, and um, just having an interesting time meeting a lot of new people and helping some past and new clients to be so 
Okay. Now, how did you come up with the guy in the blue shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. So the the royal blue has always been my brand color since 2006, and that was a lady in Dallas, Texas. When I worked there, she recommended that I use the use and wear the royal blue because in Dallas, it's kind of a, a traditional color uh, mm-hmm. for common trusts. So um, I did that. And then fast forward to 2019, I was uh, participating in the LinkedIn locals in Southern California. And a lady called Gracie could never remember my name. So she would just say, oh, just go ask that guy in the blue shirt. And uh, she said it. <laughs> she said it a couple of times. And I thought, you know what, that's really catchy. So I just added it to my LinkedIn profile for fun. And it's kind of taken on a life of its own ever since then. So I'm I'm uh, thankful for Gracie to, for doing that. And uh, it's been fun because um, I actually go to places and people have obviously looked at or been watching what I'm doing, particularly on LinkedIn. And they'll say, oh, you're that guy in the blue shirt. So it's <laughs> <laughs> the power of memorable branding, right? That's true. Yep. When Tisha Hammond gave me a list of people to reach out to, and I came across you, and I saw like, oh yeah, he does have a blue shirt on in the profile picture. Okay, I do. Yeah, and in fact, uh, anywhere I go in public or any appearances I make on any Zooms or Streamyards, or I will wear my um, brand color because I, you know, I gotta be on brand. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And then my new little adventure is, in fact, I'm waiting for them to be delivered. I've just partnered with a an apparel company, and so we're doing a joint sponsorship where they're making some um, shirts in, obviously, the blue color with my logo and their logo. So we'll see where that goes, just for oh, fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you got a big following. Are you doing your I thing, do. sir? Yes, I do. And uh, the, the cool thing about that, Jeffrey, is the following is very diverse and on multiple contents, literally. And I'll give you the an example of the power of that if people don't believe in branding or if they think it's hokey. Uh, I got introduced to a connection of Dr. Alice Kirby, and her name is Maureen Butler. And I just went on a vacation cruise, which is a first because I actually like doing first because I like to be a product of my own process, which is to become simpler, faster, better always. And kind of long story short, I realized that Maureen was actually living in Cabo San Lucas and the ship just happened to port there one day. So I actually got to meet her in person and I got a personalized guided tour of the fun things to do and some of the business things to do there so and that happened literally a few days ago okay i'm, I'm gonna have to reach out to both of those now yes dr alice kirby actually is an interesting lady she uh she operates uh she is a van life participant and for those people that don't know that's where you basically buy a, you know, mini apartment on wheels with the technology in it. And you can take your work wherever you wish to work from instead of having to go to a place of work. And then 
awesome. And then Maureen Butler also runs her business remotely from uh, Cabo. So. Oh, wow. I got to check that place out one day. Yeah, it's. I'd never been before. I've been to mm-hmm. uh, Puerto Vallarta, which is the last stop on the adventure we just had. And that was great to revisit there. But yeah. Happy to introduce you, Jeffrey, to uh, to both of those ladies. They're fun. I'm humbled by that, sir. I really appreciate it. No problem. So what is the process cleanup? Great. Another great question. And again, I didn't actually name that. Um, that was okay. a lady that I was working with, and she didn't really know much about what I did. And, she's, and after we talked, she said, well, it sounds like you clean up processes. And I said... That is exactly what I do. <laughs> so right at that very moment, I saw if the website was available, and it was, which I was shocked by. So I created my domain, processcleanup.com. Um, that was before the pandemic. And then fortunately, I did that because I was always a, what I call an analog face-to-face type person. Okay. No, no digitization at all. So. So it's helped me um, really become way more digital with a greater reach. And so as a result, I can service and help way more people across way more um, continents and states. So, Okay, so if someone has a company, they come to you. Mm-hmm. What do you help them do? Yeah, again, another great question. It really depends on what their, you know, what what their pain is or what their problem might be or what their Mm -hmm. opportunity might be. So most of the time I work on what people's pain are, uh, but about 20% of the time I actually work on new process and or new product and process introduction. So the pain points are usually with existing processes. And uh, they usually drop, you know, the pain points usually drop into a few general buckets, which is uh, either customers getting frustrated with the person's service or product, or internally the processes are getting all discombobulated and they're not reacting or supporting what the company is trying to do. Or they realize that, you know, there's some natural or designed in waste into the processes so I help them get rid of the waste in the processes and hence make a process cleanup so 80% of the time it's working on existing processes Uh, 20% of the time it's introducing new processes or process and products simultaneously so super exciting so when someone gets your help Mm -hmm. how quickly do they see their processes get better that is another awesome question jeffrey so um it really depends on the scope of the effort so uh in fact i literally just added uh, a recent uh recommendation and testimonial to my linkedin profile this morning and in that case i was working with a solopreneur and she was trying to figure out how to meet a new deadline for her final dissertation from the uh, from the university that she was uh, University of Pepperdine in California and um, so basically what I did is I helped her save massive amounts of time 
and also streamline what she was doing. And that effort from start to finish was completed in five weeks. So, so yeah, so it, so it can be real quick. Um, I also guarantee my results. So, and I've only ever had to give uh, somebody's feedback uh, once ever in my career. So, and I did that because that's my word. And, um, and then a, a pretty more, you know, an expansive project, it could typically go four to six months and it's going to involve typically uh, a set of leaders, typically a team of eight to 10 individuals working both as a team and individually and combinations of both. So, wow. Yeah. And again, you, those. You that guy they need to go see. Get their affairs in order business wise. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, education. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then my, my uh, personal passion is I really enjoy and love to work with high potential leaders, as I call them, or high pots, as I <laughs> give them the acronym high pot. And high potential leaders are, it doesn't really matter what age range or what business genre they're in. Uh, what matters is, uh, their characteristics towards wanting to make genuine improvement and um, really go for it and stick to it and because there's a lot of commitment on the people's side that I work with it's not just high level commitment from me it's from the other side of the coin as well so well you got to be the hardest working room if you want to get to your purpose and yep any goals you have yeah and that's why you know people um my method that, you know, is um, copyrighted is called Simpler, Faster, Better for the reason that, you know, that's the way I live my life. And so I've become a product of my own process. And when Simpler, Faster, Better is executed correctly, then what the client or customer finds is they're able to save massive amounts of process steps, time and money. Not always all three. But ideally, mm -hmm. you know, I want to try and help them save steps, time and money, which are all uh, big challenges for a lot of people. So, yeah, time management and mm -hmm. organization is a big deal. Absolutely. And yeah. You created something awesome that can cut through the red tape and get you on point. Right. That's amazing. Well, the other thing with that, Jeffrey, is that, you know, I'm not the youngest guy on the planet anymore. So, mm -hmm. You still look at <laughs> uh, me, man. Yeah, but what I found is that that's allowed me, you know, I've worked in 27 different industries in five wow. different countries. So uh, part of the advantage of working with me is I might have seen an approach or a possible solution in a different industry that might be, you know, foreign or not familiar to somebody I'm working with. So, so I'm able to offer them, you know, some practical hands-on workable solutions very often that they may not even have thought about so you got that yoda wisdom man <laughs> actually so a little funny story yeah uh, um, man good plan yeah one of the highest honors you can be called is a kiyoshi which means a okay. process wizard so sometimes i've been called kiyoshi or as i like to put it you know i i'm really good at figuring out where the problematic areas in a process because you know i've been doing it for so long i've been doing it for almost five decades now so it's you know wow. 
it's what I love, it's what I'm passionate about, and I'm really good at helping people get it done. So, what's the biggest obstacle you face on your journey? Um, a couple of things is first of all, believing that a different approach or a different solution might actually work. Um, because that then means that a lot has to change very often, and it's not always huge changes, it's a lot of subtle changes and mm-hmm. you know as we know and you know i'm the product of this we don't we don't all like massive change or too much change all at nah. once so <laughs> so it's the old change characteristic um but what i have found is if people are willing to be open-minded and willing to be trusting in the process um usually i'm able to get them through as i said i've only ever had to return a service fee once in my career to somebody and um that was actually their own ability to make the changes they they just weren't ready and or didn't want to um and that's the other major challenge is it's it's hard work i mean it's you know you don't you don't get massive results or massive changes in the outcome unless you're willing to put in a pretty massive effort to do that so so what is Cardinal Hand Process Solution? Okay, so that's my uh, doing business as. It's registered in Texas and California. Um, and it's really the holding name, holding company, because as mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs should have a designated business entity. So I couldn't think of what to call it when it was first set up, which is <laughs> I set it up back in 2006. So, okay. you know, if I if I did it over and or when I do register it here in Arizona, I will probably register re-register it as a process cleanup. So we'll see to to be decided. Hey, so. hey having your name in the name of is not a bad idea. It does. And then, well, the other, the other advantage of Carnahan Process Solutions is I'm not uh, kind of pigeonholed into any type of either business, whether it be a for-profit entity, uh, a non-profit entity, or a government agency, because I've actually worked in all three sectors. I've worked in for-profit, not-for-profit status, and uh, federal and state agencies before, so... So it gives a lot more latitude in terms of, you know, what I can take on and what I'm able to accomplish for the client and the customer. Okay. Now, on your LinkedIn, it says you coach entrepreneurs, businesses. Mm -hmm. What really took you to add coaching to what you do? Uh, So some people might think it's a little egotistical but um i wanted to start passing on a legacy of all the experience i have um because you know i'm almost at my you know fifth decade of doing process improvement and i was uh reflecting upon you know well you know how how or what should i do with all that knowledge and experience and so Mm. um one great way to get it all out of my head is to uh, use the textbook and the journal that have been recently published, but also to work with, you know, up and coming leaders and up and coming business owners so that, you know, I can pass along what I've learned along the way, you know, so that it doesn't go to waste. So, 
Now, the name of your journal that's published, because you got to get, get stuff out here, man. Yeah, I do. Got to celebrate you. Thank you. Yes, the journal is called The Fix-It Journal, and uh, that was interesting. It kind of came about my mistake. I was uh, interviewing Hallie Avolio, who is big into journaling on a LinkedIn Live earlier this year, and um, she mentioned you know, her passion for journaling and her product and when we did a little bit of research, we found that there weren't too many ma- more male or guy-centric type of journals. So, okay. so that's what it's um, it's aimed at, you know, a guy that's real hands-on, that likes to think bullet points and doesn't, you know, like to read the, furn- you know, the instructions for putting furniture together, which is... <laughs> <laughs> common complaint right we all try we get all the pieces gotcha. out of the box and then we throw it together and then we find oh there's what are all these different screws or i was that guy left. a few times before if I, I just broke down you gotta read in step by step yes correct it's better. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of um the thinking around the way it's structured was you know how do you how do you cut to the chase and allow um you know and it's it's kind of a really pretty set of colors on you know it's very masculine more colored rather than a lot of floral designs and and uh and the colors i extracted from because my personal passion is indie car racing and so okay. i i took the colors and the snazzy design to kind of you know represent my passion of indie car racing so so it was uh a number of factors, but it came about by accident. So, you know, sometimes the best ideas come about by accident, right? Yeah. Have you ever had a chance to drive an Indy car around the track? Uh, actually, I not an actual Indy car, unfortunately. They're way too powerful. But uh, okay. I was a graduate of the Skip Harbor Racing School program, and nice. um, I did that. Uh, a lot earlier in my time here in the USA, but uh, I ran out of money in a pretty quick hurry. <laughs> it's not the cheapest uh, passion in sport, but um, <laughs> the cool thing about the uh, Skip Barber Racing School program is it is a ladder program or a progression program for IndyCar racers. And uh, the cool thing is that you get to work with, you know, all prior ex mm-hmm. or current pro drivers so that's that's the that's real awesome. joy is learning from those guys so yep fun so, so what has been the impact of your journal since it's been out uh that's a great idea the impact of the journal is i picked um some of the easier fast tips for improvement to put in place so it's mm-hmm. uh it's an annual journal and I picked nice. 26 of the easiest but most impactful process improvements that you can do either as an individual or with your team. So you get two weeks to do each um, suggested fast tip. Uh, you can start anywhere you like in the journal. You don't have to start at number one because there's no dates on anything. And okay. then the other thing um, I had was a list of 52 simple pleasures, which are often non-monetary type rewards. So um, I put in there also the suggested 52 simple pleasures that you can award to yourself through doing good work by using the journal to record and accomplish the process improvements that are suggested to the person or the team. So 
So that was uh, somebody that's right. falling and it stopped everything. That's all right. So you were saying about the journey, how you can pick anywhere to start? Yes, because uh, I didn't put any dates on it purposely. Mm-hmm. So um, you can start um, from the 26th suggested uh, fast tips for improvement. You can start anywhere you like and go at random through the journal or, you know, start in the middle and go f- to the front or start in the middle and go to the, you know, well, it's really up to the individual, you know. And mm-hmm. it's really up to, you know, what are the what are the improvements that they want to work on. So now you started mentioning the fifty two simple pleasures. What are those? Yes. So those are suggested uh, reward items, um, and a lot of them are non monetarial Just to, you know, and it's just a way of because what I find is a lot of people, particularly um, high action orientated. Uh, teams mm-hmm. they 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 overlook the power of celebrating their accomplishments so it's just suggested ways that they can you know celebrate their accomplishments or give recognition to another team member or both so now have you ever had someone whether social media or in person thank you for it what if you put out that they came across and helped them yeah, so um, that's a real interesting question, Jeffrey. The um, okay. yes, I I I always do try and find. You know, I always ask somebody what's their preference around that if I'm working with them, mm-hmm. in, as well as you know what's their preference in communication. And some people will say, "Hey, you know, I I don't want external recognition." So that's why the that's why there's 52 simple pleasure ideas, one per week, because some of them are not external. Some of them are for you individually. And, you know, and that's another way of, you know, celebrating your own accomplishment in a more private way versus a more public way. So. Okay. Yep. Because some people aren't too comfy doing public recognition or public accomplishment uh writing so and that's okay you know that's true and you you've done a lot in the five decades of learning everything i have all this wisdom (laughs) you got a lot to give away man (laughs) uh i yes that that's exactly why you know again people may think it a little egotistical i just think it's practical that you know we should Make sure we pass on, you know, what we've learned yes. to somebody else or other teams or both, you know. Nothing statistical about that. It helps grow our society. If you learned a lot, that helped a lot of small-time business or yeah, established businesses function better. And they might provide services that really help people. Absolutely. So on all levels of it, passing that knowledge helps everyone. Yeah. Well, and also, um, you know, it's... You know, I'm a, I'm a little extreme practitioner of my own knowledge and what mm-hmm. I what I do, but what people may not always realize is the my simpler, faster, better better method you can put into personal life, family life. So yeah. So so a great example of that would be when I moved from Southern California to Tempe, Arizona, uh, earlier this year. Uh, basically, I 
sold, uh, donated, uh, anything that was, you know, seen at that time non-essential to me. So okay. the only items I kept were uh, family, you know, family items that had a, a different type of relationship. You know, I know it's stuff, but I had a I had an emotional connection with something. So I took those with me and the rest I did not. So. So, you know, and it's it's made my life, you know, even more simpler and I can get things done faster. And for me right now at my time of my career, it's it's a better way for me. So. You ever thought about doing a short documentary? Pardon? You ever thought about doing a short documentary? Uh, no, I have not. But what I did do, uh, I like doing first. And so mm-hmm. I went on a cruise to uh, over the Christmas period as a first. And it was seven days. And I actually, um, Tisha Marie Pelletier actually found me a travel journal. So I journaled uh, what I was doing each day. So I've got a lot of interesting uh, bullet points around all the things that I did. And I was... Somebody already asked me, why didn't you turn it into a little, you know, travel journal? And I thought that might be a cool idea. So we'll see. So yeah, maybe maybe 2022 will be, you know, the simpler, faster, better travel journal because I've also decided a couple of strategic places I want to go in 2022. And um, I will definitely take that journal with me when I make those travels. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward when you do it. Definitely got to come back and share. I'd love to. And then, uh, you know, and then in return, I would, uh, I'd love to have you on my LinkedIn live as a guest. Um, oh, anytime. I, I, yeah, I schedule, I schedule several months in advance. So, um, okay. yeah, I'd love to have you on in either February or early March. That would be awesome to have some uh, equal opportunity to share with you on LinkedIn live and uh, let the, folks on LinkedIn, you know. Oh, I see, appreciate that. See what you're up to as well, Jeffrey. I get off at 2.30. I'm good after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So I asked everybody the last question. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Mm. So um, that's an awesome question because it does kind of depend on where you are in your lifespan, I think, and also mm-hmm. where you are with uh, your personal development. And um, one of the things that I did through um, Elise Craft earlier this year, I went on one of her workshops and she said, come up with two words that you want to spend time on this year um, and then really get serious about focusing on what you think your strategic or long-term purpose is. So, so mine is um, my long-term strategic purpose is to be a catalyst, which means to be greater than the sum of the parts. So, um, and I kind of lost track of the fact that that's, what I should have been and uh, I'm passionate about it. So a lot of everything I do is organized strategically around being a catalyst. And then my shorter term words were, um, and I have them written on two different color rocks and they're in Mm -hmm. front of my computer all the time to remind me as well. So 
my words for 2021 was to be more open and to be more at ease with not only everything I do, but everything I do for others. Okay. Because, um, so that's helped me a lot is, um, you know, write down keywords that are really part of your purpose and have them visually in front of you every day because it's so easy to lose track with <laughs> so many opportunities to do so many different things. And um, so you really got to focus in on what it is you really want to accomplish and have visual reminders. And then the second thing I would recommend if you're a visual kinesthetic learner like me is to have a vision board. And so I, I have a vision board. It's not elaborate, but it's... Mm -hmm just enough to course correct me when I feel like I'm off track, you know? And again, it's on the wall. It's to the left side of my computer screen. So I see it every day that I work. So, so I would say, you know, you just, you just uh, look inside yourself and ask yourself what you're passionate about. Ask yourself, you know, what, what is the service that you'd like to provide to others? And then, write it down and then keep coming back to those items uh, so that you don't get distracted. That's my, that's my advice. That's some awesome advice right there. Yep. It's sure uh, that will help somebody. There's a lot of curiosity, Jeffrey, to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many opportunities, not enough time. Right. So, yeah, I mean, God put me on the path to focal point my podcast to help people find their purpose through interviewing awesome regular people living in their purpose. Absolutely. And I always ask them that last question to share what advice they have so right. they can figure out how to get to where they're trying to go. Well, I think the other thing just to add to that, Jeffrey, is mm -hmm. when you are in your purpose, you end up shining your light and other people's lights on what they're passionate about as well. It almost happens automatically without having to even think about it. So, so that's the other beauty of, you know, operating in your purpose-driven lane is that you attract people that are attracted to that and that helps them as well as helping you because they, they also remind you to stay on track with your purpose. So win-win. All right, I like that. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank the founder and CEO of Cardinal Hand Process Solutions, Bruce Conohan, the guy in the blue shirt, for all that amazing wisdom. He still got a lot more to give out because he learned so much over the years. I thank you for being a part of the Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. Because the show is always about the guests and what they've accomplished to give them, as they say, their flowers now. Mm -hmm. They got to give out some of that wisdom. They can't keep it to themselves. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And the best way for people to do that is... Um, I only use LinkedIn, extended to YouTube, and then for fun, I've started to use TikTok. So, yeah, I got to do more of a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got a lot more reach than the other platforms, but it's just uh, I haven't quite mastered, you know. But I, I'll be working on it more and more. So, yeah, I'm put that on my list for 22 as well. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, don't hesitate if you need uh, anything. You know, I'm a newbie, but um, I work at it 
couple of times a week. So if you need okay. any um, any guidance on that, and I'll at least share what I've learned along the way, Jeffrey, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we got we got to work together. That's how you get Ab- somewhere. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to play the outro. I'm going to fix up the show, and I'm sending you a copy. And again, I truly appreciate you for taking the time to share your knowledge and your journey in doing the show. All right. My pleasure, Jeffrey. Thanks for the reach out. And we'll stay in touch on the Absolutely. LinkedIn live guesting down the road. All right. I'm, I'm waiting to be on your show, man. All right. No win. Okay. Win win. You got All it. Right. Love it. Bye. All right, man. Can't nothing stop me